Hello and welcome to episode 5 of A Star to Steer Her By. I'm Chris. I'm Ames. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Jake. Today we'll be covering Mud's Women and What Are Little Girls Made Of? few inserts. This week we are looking at Mud's Women and what are little girls made of. In Mud's Women, the Enterprise comes across conman and pirate Hardcourt Fenton Mud, who is transporting three mysterious women to be brides on a distant Earth colony. But technical issues soon force the Enterprise into a decaying orbit around a lithium mining facility. But the miners on the planet refuse to deal with Kirk and crew and instead only with Harry Mudd and his mysterious women. In What Are Little Girls Made Of?, the Enterprise finds long-lost scientist Roger Corby, an old flame of Nurse Chapels. The Doctor claims he has an amazing new discovery to share with the Federation, but wants to show it just to Kirk. He is eventually convinced to allow Nurse Chapel down. He soon reveals that he has discovered long-lost android creation technology of a dead civilization, and in fact saved his own life with it. He soon creates a duplicate of Kirk, supposedly to impress the captain, but possibly with a much more nefarious purpose. So, that's it. Quick little intro. Again, if you don't have time to watch the episodes and want something a little bit more thorough, pop on over to Memory Alpha. They'll give you uh, a sore more complete rundown. And now, enjoy the episode. So, uh, I mean, What are let's... we covering them in, though? That's what I'd like to I'm hoping what, that what, jumpsuit... What are Mud's women made of? Believing in themselves. Mm. Pure uh, self-belief. Uh, I think, actually, I think it's covered in a later Mud episode. There are later Mud episodes? I'm very excited to see more Mud. He's a recurring character. There are two more Mud episodes? Yeah. He shows up once more in the original series and again in the animated series. I thought oh he showed my. up in two TOS episodes. Does he? He could. I am I might be mistaken. Anyway. I know. I can think... I can remember one of the plots to the next Mud yeah. episode. And it relates to what little girls are made of. Yeah. Does it? Okay, so maybe there's one I don't know about off the top of my head. Well, I'm happy to see him again, because I, I really enjoyed Mr. Mud. Mr. Mud, who could uh, blend in pretty inconspicuously in any city with a big hipster population in 2016. Is it the mustache? It's the, the mustache, the ridiculous the clothes. <laughs> he just, you could picture that motherfucker like on a unicycle drinking a sriracha beer. On the way down the street in Portland, Oregon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So any, any interesting research on Mud's women? Well, one thing that's that's interesting about Mud's Women that I, I would care to hear your opinions on is this was originally one of the episodes posed for both pilots. For the first pilot, uh, this was one of one of the uh, the scripts they could choose from, and for the second pilot, this was one of the scripts they could choose from. Huh. Obviously, they didn't pick it. As in first pilot, like they would have written this for Pike and crew, or Ooh, that mean, I first... don't know. Okay, oh, so like first pilot with. With Kirk and such. Meaning we've got these episodes and we can do this, this, or this to try to get them to fund us. I, I mean, it was also... Was meant by this. Yeah, it was also a year prior, so I'm, like, I'm okay. sure it would have gone through a whole lot of edit. It's been through editing since then anyway. Yeah, because um, I, I feel like, you know, if, if it had been Pike, him and Mud could have had a pimp off. <laughs> <laughs> Pike would have been like, I have been thinking about getting into a new line of business. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I guess Mud as a pimp... See, like, yes, obviously he's 
dealing in women, so I guess he does. He is by definition a pimp. But he's a time, little he's... closer to a human trafficker, really. Yeah, yeah I, I would say he's not say. really a pimp at all. Well, I think he's more. I feel like he's just more of a general shyster sort of guy. You know, like he's. He's a snake oil salesman. Yeah. Mm. He was going to sell you the the soap with a prize in it, except your soap with a prize in it is a woman who's actually busted. Right. And, you know, yeah. And, and by the time you realize that he's given you a busted wife, he's already in the next galaxy because that's how I mean, right. I, I don't treasure know, soap people work. Like, I definitely, because it, there, was a, there was a period where I hadn't seen Trouble with Tribbles in a really long time, and I had misremembered it as... Harry Mudd, not Cyrano Jones. And it's almost disappointing. It's like, oh, yeah. Because Mudd seems like he'd try to sell you a fucking Tribble, mm. too. That's the kind of guy he is. He definitely would. Yeah, he definitely is a uh, a character. Uh, I wonder if it was supposed to be him originally and there was some reason they couldn't get the actor or something. Because, we, we like, it's basically the there. exact same guy. It's like, oh, you have all these violations and you... You rascal, you've, you know, done all this bad... St- I don't know. It feels like very mud trouble. Yeah. It's not that we've gotten to Tribbles yet, but no. it does It does feel right. I feel like if it had been Harry Mud in Tribbles, though, Kirk and Co., you know, they know him. Yeah, the dynamic would have been sl- a little uh, different, true. if only because... Like, I mean, it would have been a different episode in some ways. The core story could remain more or less intact. Yeah, but they wouldn't have been as apt to let him go at the end. Like, oh, the lovable scamp. He'll just well, that, clean up the mess and then That's true, leave. but the overall arc would work well enough. I mean, they've just, you know... Again, yeah. they team go, oh, you, you fucking weird-earing no, bastard. The other thing is, I don't think they can help... You know, Harry Mudd steals the show no matter if he's there true the the rest of the the, the more important story of tribbles with the spy and, and, and the, the quadratricaly you know, all of the all of the important stuff would have been overshadowed by oh harry mudd is being ridiculous look at that hat what's he doing with that hat well but as it is though cyrano gets a lot of scene stealing moments like the sneaking behind the bar to get the drink during the fight and i don't know the flirting with ahura i think he gets some good moments but anyway guys we haven't watched tribbles yeah i was gonna say we we talk about the actual we're writing we're writing harry mudd fan fiction that is the trouble with tribbles Mm. who actually is is isn't he briefly referenced in star trek beyond is he there's the ship they used to go down to chronos I haven't seen this since I saw it in theaters because it wasn't a very good movie. But I feel Beyond? Like, Wait, oh yeah. no, you're thinking no. Into Darkness. Into Darkness, sorry. I Beyond was great. Yes, no, no. Into Darkness, the little ship they used to go down to Kronos, I want to say, Kirk, there's like a throwaway line, and I think he's telling you, know, get that ship from, I think he called it the Mud Incident. So there is, in huh. theory, a Kelvin timeline mud out there. Hmm. And Star Trek Into Darkness just actually should have been Star Trek, here's Harry Mudd. It probably would have been a better film. They could have gotten, like, oh, the guy who played play? young Uncle Owen. Young Probably. I don't even know what Uncle Owen is. I, I'm pit, Well, I, I would say, like, James Corden could be. Oh, James could be Corden. Harry Mudd. Wait, who's Uncle Owen? Uh, Luke's uncle, who's straight up murdered in episode four. What the fuck are you? Young Uncle Owen appears in episodes two and three, mostly two. Okay. Yeah, James Corden, that could work. Okay, but now we're talking about Kelvin timelines. So we're still writing mud fan fiction. Yes, we are. Let's talk about the facts. Yes, let's. Let's talk about uh, Mud and all of his women. And his wonderful brogue. Yeah, where the fuck was he from? Like. He starts out and he sounds like kind of like a Scottish pirate. 
And this after after it we listen, like had to listen to to Riley in the previous episode <laughs> singing oh, in God. his Irish brogue. Oh, we get a new Irish time. Yeah, and I don't know where Mud hails from. Uh, Harcourt Fenton. That's a great name. Harcourt Fenton Mud. Where where do you get that? Well, the thing from? is, when he uses the brogue, though, he's pretending to be somebody Walsh. That's true. Yeah, he's yeah. using an alias. Connor? Isn't it Connor Walsh? Maybe. I don't remember. I don't remember. I feel like it's Connor Walsh, but whatever, internet, tell me I'm wrong. It's fine. But yeah, Walsh. So he's pretending to be someone else at first. That's true. That's true. Poorly, because all of the women keep calling him Mud. Oh, but Harry. Yeah. No, 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 no it's Walsh. Harry. Leo. Leo Oh, Walsh. Leo. Yeah, Leo. you're right. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, they really are very bad at not blowing his cover. Although those two security guys just don't give a fuck. They're just standing there for all that, not caring. We're going to take over the ship. Yeah, they're just like, <laughs> sounds good to me. I'd work for him. Would you work for him? Yeah, I'd work for him. How's okay. the pay? Huh? Mm, yeah. Mm. yeah, I don't get this, right? So <laughs> immediately Kirk was already, you know, we're going to take him to the nearest star base where, where he'll have a trial and he'll be held accountable for his crime of operating a ship without a license. Yeah, driving without a license. That was one of my notes. was like, what I love is they really can't nab him on anything significant, so they're basically nabbing him on the Starfleet version of FAA violations. Right. It's amazing. But like, so so, so, tedious. So he's going to take this guy to be tried, yet he allows him basically free run of the ship. Like, he says, oh, you're confined to quarters, but... He's never confined to quarters. Well, I think, except for times they call him, he, what it is, they, they confine him to quarters, but not his crew? Well, yeah, the, crew? the women, no, the, the, he, the women? he tells oh, them they're not, that they're not crew. He says that they're, yeah. they're, so, I mean, they're, they're cargo. cargo. <laughs> yeah. So, but I mean, yeah, Kirk maybe should have kept a slightly closer eye on them. Well, well they were hypno- They were practically hypnotic to the rest of the, true. Rest of the enterprise. Well, also, they weren't Especially being charged dark. because... Even if they were, if they were just cargo, then it wasn't really there. Still, at all. it can't be a good, it can't be Starfleet policy to have, at least in this time period, to have random people wandering around the ship when they're sexy broads. <laughs> well, given yeah. given Doctor McCoy but and Mister Scott, how, I mean, I'm glad, I'm, I want to also say that I'm glad that Janice got the week off because <laughs> I could imagine a scenario in which. Uh, she and the three ladies which, get down to business. Well, because just, that's in, no, the in which like I <laughs> that's can, your fan. I can picture Harry being like, you know, oh, you should. We, we give we, you some magical we, pills. We could, we could get you off of this thing. Well, she wouldn't even need the pills, right? Because she's already attractive. No, she oh, here's can. here's who? a who? Oh, Rand. Rand. Yeah. I see. You know what I was thinking of? I keep doing this. I was thinking of Nurse Chapel because she's a very handsome woman. Is Nurse Chapel? Yeah, I still don't think she's. You know, the compared to the women. Now wait a second. Mud's women. Now wait a second. Let's just pause though. Mud's women just aren't wearing makeup. They're not even bad looking well, I was women. Thinking about that. Like, They're just yeah. one, well, of the them, one, one of the them one they is, bother like putting some yeah, bad skin. Yeah, they put like the darker some oils and shit She's on. fucked up. But like the main one. She Dawn, just looks what's like her name? What are any of their names? Uh, there's was it one someone named Dawn or something? Maggie. Eve was the the main one. The yeah, one the that, central. Yeah, she just, she wasn't just the like short-haired blonde. The short-haired blonde woman wasn't she? Don. Ruth. I don't know. Yeah, some and, and awful Margo. Sixties name. Margo. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 oh, well, okay. So the the dark-haired one, they they jacked her up with some like fake warts and stuff. The non-main blonde one, uh, Ruth, maybe the the devious foreign. They just yeah. scrubbed her makeup. Yeah, off. That's they were like tussled her <laughs> yeah. hair. Ah, I'm ugly now. 
Um, but same with Eve, though. She, like, they basically just removed her makeup. It's like, oh, no, she has yeah. circles under her eyes. Well, right. I mean, it was evident immediately that she was an older, you know, a middle-aged woman. You know, she wasn't a teenager, as they were evidently trying to Oh, were to they all supposed to be teenagers? I don't think they're supposed to be teenagers. They're supposed to be, like, in their 20s, but... I mean, apparently, according to a line that I almost missed, the miners were relatively young. It's like, relative no. to what? A Vulcan? Yeah. I mean, well, you live oh, I'm young. Jesus Christ. They've been it's mining a hard, It's lives. a hard life. That planet is constant dust storms. Yeah, it's I don't, horrible. I don't fully believe it. Why don't you just put the pot out in the dust storm? Or didn't you think of that? <laughs> <laughs> that whole scene was so awkward because you've got these... Fucking, frankly, not a very good-looking miner. And he's, like, shitting all over this woman who's trying to, like, do good around the house. And he just keeps being a douche. And then she turns ugly, and he's like, what the fuck? And it's just like, dude, one, you're no fucking prize. And two, no, there is no two. You're no fucking prize. He's also not seen a woman in years now. Yeah, Yeah, for all he knows, that's just the look now. Like, I just, I was, like, really, like, wow, way to be just... I don't even know what super entitled. I don't even know what that was, but it was gross. I mean, he was, they showed right off the bat though that he was a dick when he's like, "I'm cutting in." When one of his buddies was dancing with with one of the other ladies, well, that's because the third lady wasn't dancing with anyone, so there were two to go around uh, with three men. I'm gonna cut in. Mine's not putting out. Uh. <laughs> Why don't you just raffle me off? <laughs> no, let's have a raffle, and uh, the loser gets me. That's not how raffles work. Yeah, no. Raffles, the raffles, are, there's a winner. <laughs> well, maybe on her. I think she's talking world, about like drawing lots. Probably that would, be, that would have been better. Someone gets the yeah, short. Like stick. I guess you could do a raffle where you draw all of the contestants, and then who's ever left over in the end. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, but, but it, it takes longer it takes for her longer. to be like to print tickets. No, no, no. I mean, why don't you just have a raffle and see who gets? Like, whatever. Well, no, I guess actually even short straw would actually be shorter. Never mind. I was going to object that short straw would take too long, but it wouldn't. It would be shorter than explaining raffles. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's the raffle thing works fine for the line, but it, it the, the entire thing just falls apart the second you give it any thought. Everybody knows how raffles work. It's true. Except for her. Evidently. I mean, on her home world, maybe that is how they work. Yeah, we don't she, know that she's from Earth. She no, she comes from a, from a farm planet, and That's there true. aren't and the f- there aren't men point. anymore. A farm planet. Oh yeah, well there's except her brothers. for her brothers, her... which I was like, oh, what's what's going on here? I don't know. I felt really uncomfortable. I was like, there's no men around except my brothers, and I was like, what? And she's like, to cook for. I was like, okay, all uh, right. I was. This could I was... have been. I guess they, in the '60s they weren't really gonna go for like a lot of incest. But I was worried. I when she first talked talking about her brothers, I was like, hmm. Yeah, I was like when I when I was first reading the synopses of this episode, I was very interested in like what the background of these women were, and we get like the one line for Eve, like, oh, I'm from a farm planet, there weren't any men. Oh, the next one's from another planet where there weren't any men. Oh, the third one's from some other planet where there aren't enough men. And, it, and God they, damn it, men, stop joining Starfleet. I, yeah, no, I was gonna say, there's not really not men. Yeah, it's just that they're, they're fucking hideous, and yeah. no men would have them. No, really, though, that's, I, that's, that's what I was thinking, too. Right? Like, there's, of course there's men. Just... I mean, obviously, they're, you know, we know they're not actually hideous. That's... The implication of the show. The implication yeah, is that, like, oh, you see them, monsters. you see them without their pills and they look like witches. Every they they look like else. they just had a good night's sleep and <laughs> haven't gotten themselves in the shower yet. Right. They just woke up. The men can't have that. Hashtag woke up this way. <laughs> then it's funny because then they Hashtag have... woke up like this? Something like that. 
Hashtag woke up like this. Then there's that, it's weird, because at the end, you can kind of, again, you can see what they were, they were going for, but it was couched in archaic terminology, where she's like, oh, yeah, you, you don't want a wife to cook and care and cry with you. You just want a, a piece of ass. And it's like, the second half of that's getting somewhere. The first half, well, yeah, I so mean, close. I mean, the whole thing, you know, it's... This is not a very progressive episode. God, no. I mm. mean, the idea that, well, you know, now that you have a man, it'll all be okay. And that's, yeah. and that's the only thing that they want, too. Yeah. Like, they're effectively, like, I was I was promised Harcourt Fenton Mud, Mud to be a space pimp. And really, he was just trafficking in mail-order brides. Yeah. yeah. Which is entirely different from, from space prostitution, I thought. Well, he was also... A sort of a drug pusher. Yeah, drug pusher. Drug pusher. I mean, to his own. I mean, he was he, he stole cargo. a spaceship or whatever he He's did. He's a con artist. Yeah. Yeah. And you know. But these are not prostitutes. These are just women who are going to a planet that has more men. Apparently, what is it? Uh, Oph Oph one for three. The frontier oh, the one they're planet. originally going to. Yeah, yeah. they're going to Oph uh, three, which is a frontier planet with a scarcity of women where they can go to because. All they're serving for in life is to be someone's wife. Mm. Well, yeah, I mean, so there's so there's that. There's the whole thing that uh, the way that Mud sells them on going to the miners is that they're rich. They're, yeah. they're so the rich. implication being we'll that, you that these, these women are all gold diggers. Because I always think that miners diggers. are rich. Uh, yeah, lithium. But, that was an interesting thing that um, lithium. It's it's apparently it's evidently only monolithium right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. dilithium. Later on, they added the dilithium. Yeah. Like later on, though, actually they find oh wait, dilithium is better. Those three miners go super broke yeah. <laughs> with their weird. So here's the thing, right? The little Quonset huts. The outside's all sleek and metal, and you feel like it's prefab. But then the inside seems to be hewn from the living rock. Yeah, like what's going on there? Did, well, did the like, exterior and interior design artists not talk? It's basically, you know, I bet you that there's there was some set designer who, like, had a really great technique for this, for making stuff that looked like concrete, I guess. Yeah. Because it's basically the same texture that they used on the planet in a Naked, be, naked no, time. time. And it's just, I mean, it's just, it's just like a rocky texture yeah. sort of thing that looks like concrete. And they're like, we could either use this rocky texture or we could redress the conference room yet again. Right. <laughs> Isn't lithium an de- anti-depression drug back yeah. in the day? Well, it still is. Oh, is it still? Yeah. Well, it's a... It's, a, it's like super strong though, right? Well, lithium, lithium is just a, an element. It's, a, it's on the periodic table. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it has psychological effects. It's actually, like depression might maybe, but it's I know that it's used in like the treatment of schizophrenia. The only reason I know that it was for depression was because I think Jeremy Brett was on it. Yeah. Yes, he was. Yeah, I know. I know it's it's got various psychological pharmaceutical applications, but yeah. it's also just an element. So presumably, it could be used for all kinds. It of could things. be crystallized. I mean, Speaking batteries. Tech batteries use lithium. Yeah, lithium ion. Mm. Speaking of of drugs that have various psychological effects and stuff, let's talk about the Venus drug. That's some weird shit. Man. Which is some weird shit that ma- makes you look look pretty and such, but also the placebo works just as well. Because the beauty was in you all along. I'm willing to bet. Fuck just... you, writers of Star Trek, for pulling that horseshit. Yeah, that was so much horseshit. I really hope at some point, you know, it got retconned, or it was like, oh no, they had just 
they've just taken enough of it over the past year that they their body just started producing it and they just need to activate it. It would be great <laughs> if uh, if Harry Mudd was like, no, they switched it out for for placebos, for colored gelatin. And then Kirk's like, no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to help the girl. We so do have to leave her here. Yeah, we totally switched it out, minor dude. Wink. Wink. <laughs> now they're going to live here with you forever and you're stuck with them. Yeah, but somebody still gets the brunette, and though you know her skin, oof, rough. Wow, rough. Literally. Maybe she goes out in the sand yes. and sandblasts it off. <laughs> oh, <this is> <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure if like there was a you know if there was a, a board that they had cut and they needed to get it smooth, they just rub her face. Oh on my it. god, the Aww. poor thing. Oh no, Jake, that can't be true because there's no value to an ugly woman. Well, we know that. We know I mean, that. being ugly is basically a crime. But if she finds to... her confidence, she can be beautiful anyway. The outside beauty can match the inside. Yeah. Was it a crime according to Chris? Uh, the like main miner. He's just oh, yeah. so pissed at her. I like, guess he because they even say it's like they got subspace radio married the other two, and Kirk's like it, it's a it's a fraud. They can get out of it. It's like wow. So <laughs> wearing makeup. You know, during the ceremony in in the future is enough to be like. Actually, you know what? I'm going to divorce you because you don't actually look like that. Guys, listen. No, no purpose without a husband, and no husband if you're a dog. That's just that's just how it works in 23rd mm. century space. You know what I read that I find very interesting? Uh, there was a scene apparently that was cut from this episode, which was Harry Mudd trying to convince Uhura to take the Venus drug, which is preposterous. <gasps> she doesn't need because that. Because she's already very, very attractive. Oh my god, Michelle Nichols is gorgeous. She she's is. still gorgeous. Nichelle, if you're listening, I think you're gorgeous. Aw. Yeah, I, I'm really curious what what went on in that monologue that, that Mudd was trying to say. I like to think she was like, you're out of your damn mind. I don't need any pretty drugs. I'm already fabulous. Also, also, I have like a job and friends yeah. and a life yeah. and and a gold uniform in this episode. <laughs> yeah, it was really weird. Yeah. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Well, I think that's like I mean, you sort of hit on this. It's probably it's well, actually, we talked about this a little bit last night. I feel like hmm. I think it's probably partly one. Are we going to use this as a pilot? And two, it was being recorded because that was like the fourth episode they actually taped right isn't that according what it said? to the dvd set it's actually it, it you know it's episode number whatever but four. it's production order four mm-hmm. right so i don't know if she'd been in one two and three I, i'd have to check but it could have been my one theory was if she wasn't in the earlier ones they had her in gold initially and then just realized that when you had those shots of the bridge you had the helmsman and the navigator in gold kirk in gold communication it just became this Sea of yellow. Hmm. And it was like, break it up. Just put someone in. Well, that's why we add in the three women in their in their shiny, like, yeah. like bright pink and fluorescent oh. green and teal. Yeah. Wonder actually if that's why they did it then. Just to make the rest of the people on the ship seem more like monochromatic put, and drab. Put a horror in a yellow? Yeah. Hmm. Like, blend put, in. Yeah. I wonder. Well, I mean, especially if they're going to have a scene where... Yeah, where what's where Mud Mud's was trying, trying to convince her to, yeah. to take the drug. I mean, she does look better in the red. She oh yeah, does. It suits her yeah. more. That's it is, the thing. It is better for her. I think a lot of people look better in the red. That's so, true. Yeah, yellow's not a good I color. Wonder, for do we know? Because you did some research, Chris, on um, the the uniforms. Did they oh. even from the beginning were they conscious of the different departments having different colors, or did did it start out as just like, oh, these are the these are the colors we have, and it just so, sort of became all departmental. I really, all I really have is what little was in that Omni Magazine article. Yeah. And all they said really there was that they were kind of compelled to use brighter and add more colors 
because the network was like, more colors! Oh, yeah. Th- this episode, I specifically noticed, like, the backgrounds, they just splash color all over yeah. every wall. Whenever but I they think, could. if you look closely, though, the three department logos were always inside the, uh, the oh, arrowheads. Oh, that's heads. true. That's so they true. did, I think they always had a rough idea that blue, at the very least, was science and medical, because the doctor did wear blue, and when Sulu was still just a botanist, he wore blue. Mm. Uh, the shrink wore blue. Everyone else wore that sort of unpleasant beige yellow. But yeah, some people had the stars, some people had the engineering swirl, and some people had the medical sciences interwoven circles. Aegis? Thing. No, it's actually, it's it's too, I'll show you later. But they've got this weird little logo. The only one that doesn't have it is Chapel, who actually just has a red cross in her. It looks really awkward, because it it brings, it's like an extra color in the center where the rest of them don't really have color. Well, if you look really close, I think they literally just took one of the normal medical badges and taped it on because it looked like it's inside a circle, which I think is just the normal medical department circle. Huh. Just kinda... hmm. Now, how come, since, we're, since we've shifted onto uniforms for some reason, the ops position in TOS is command division, but in TNG, it's yellow shirt, which is engineering, I guess? Well, in TNG and later, gold is, gold is operations in general, so it's both... Engineering and right. security, and I think it's I think like ops and no, tactically became its own station. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, it's funny though because of course Uhura, she's she's operations. Um, in it's interesting. I've been watching Enterprise, and Enterprise communications is sciences. The communications officer has blue well, yeah, stripes she, in that but, one. Yeah, but she does. Uh, but well, yeah, she's, she's doing. A, she active, is a science. Yeah, she's doing active she's translation. Linguist. So it's interesting because you kind of assume earlier in the day when the Universal Translator was more shit, mm. you know, so at some point there was that transition of communications from being kind of you needed very specifically a linguist to needing something who probably helps if they knew languages but also really knew their machinery. You know what pissed me off, pisses me off about Star Trek? What? About what? Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country, that Uhura, when they're trying to sneak into Klingon space, is portrayed as incompetent with language because they're mm. they're like flipping through like translation but douche verk unuk reen you know it's like this fucking stupid scene is that actually what they say yes um, I fucking love you so much um, <laughs> and they're basically speaking Shakespearean Klingon because the subtitles say thou in the yeah but well it's funny I was thinking about this scene the other day too but we'll get to that in a while relatively soon well, so let's leave that on the but I'll actually, about that. but uh, what's I wonder then if in the Kelvin timeline, the fact that Ahura is like a fucking genius of languages, if that was their response to that, like maybe they're trying to make up for it. I think they were just making a joke in. They wanted to make a joke in undiscovered Six, country because yeah. the shit was heavy at that point, and they needed yeah, to lighten yeah, the mood. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It'd been a while since we've seen Dax's feet. Well, it doesn't sound very. I spaced out. What are we talking about? Uh, Mud's women again. Mud's that's, women. That's Let's talk about point. Mud's no, women. We're we actually, so that. I meant to bring this up earlier. One thing I think, to the credit to the guy that played Mud, did anyone write his name down? Mm-mm. Something, is this last name like Carmel? I didn't Carmel? write it down, no. Delicious. Yeah, something well, like that. I, mean. <laughs> unfortunately, I noticed it in the credits. But Harcourt Fenton Mud. To his credit, he plays this sort of wacky shenanigans character for so long, but then he has that moment where he's kind of pushing the drugs on him and he gets kind of dark. And the actor does a really good job of that. Yeah. 
Like, mm. other actors really could have fucked that up there. It's like, come on, just do it, do it, would have kept up the hoo 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 And it's like, no, no, that needed to get really kind of like, there is a legitimately sort of dark criminal side to Mud that he's usually hiding behind this sort of mm. wacky con man. But then he lets that drop for just a second. And the fact that the actor managed it so smoothly and so well was actually really quite impressive. Yeah, he is, he is a very well-done character and he's very well-acted. Yeah, agree. like, that's a character that would be easy to have fucked up. Like, I kind of, I forgot about that scene. So I mostly do think of Mud as just wacky shenanigans guy. And it's like, oh no, shit got real there for a second. And well done, Mr. Caramel. I do think that in general, though, because I do agree with you that that his that you know he had this sort of humorous facade, but I do feel that the episode itself was a little uneven in its tone, and that it, yes. I think it swung far too much the pendulum of oh, comedy yeah. to heavy shit. I agree. The, the travel of that pendulum was way too big. Yeah, yeah, it was very we have, weird. We have the 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 poor women stuck on this planet with the miners, and that's that got fucking. Sad, really fast. Oh, super sad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then everything on on the Enterprise itself seemed very like light and silly most of the time. I actually wrote down another another hilarious part that I liked, which was when they were doing the lie detector on on mud. Oh, oh my god, yeah. yes! And then the computer realizes, hmm, everyone on the other side of the table is basically horny, right? Yeah, now. has yeah. a boner. Like, I enjoy that the computer has a horniness detector. Let me yeah, tell they, you they... about their respiration and their blood pressure and their perspiration for some fucking reason. Oh god, you know what else I love speaking of machinery is when the brunette walks into sick bay. Oh yes. god, and she keeps. Fucking up Doc's scanner. What is the point of, of the right. beep when she walks by the the beeping instrument? Just to show she's not normal people. Yeah, but, but what I love about... She's relatively normal. Like, the only thing different drug, about her... Yeah, it's fucking up the yeah. medical scanner, scanner picks up her pheromones that she's something. giving out. But what so I love the computer about... can pick up horniness, and the scanner can pick up pheromones, yeah. and... And Kirk doesn't pick up any of them. No, uh, it's so funny. We're still in sort of very pre-horny Kirk at this I know, point. I, it's, I, it's, I was I'm waiting for life. For long. True. But what I loved in that scene, though, was both times the thing went on the fritz, you could tell it was actually the actress activating yeah, something. She, she was setting her hand on the scene. against the thing. Like, they like, couldn't have moved the, the, the switch off stage. They couldn't have found a stage hand. They would have to have paid that stage hand. Well, probably mm. whoever built the prop the scanner prop like was like okay I'm putting the switch here so at the start of the scene you flip the switch and then they're like okay great not thinking oh well what if we have to turn it off during yeah. the scene I mean I know part so Roddenberry had originally wanted like all the displays on the bridge to be live like doing shit damn and part of the reason they couldn't do that was because each one would have had to have a projector and union rules required each projector to have a projectionist wow so that was part of the reason they had to nix it or at least they had to have at least one master projectionist or something either way between the cost of the projectors and the crew they would had to have hired the idea was killed so I, that's why I generally think in this case it was just because like we can either have the actors do it or we can pay a stagehand to stand there and go click Click. And they're like, fuck it, who's going to notice? Yeah. Obsessive nerds 50 years later is going to notice. Yep. <laughs> what I thought was interesting about the computer also was that it literally did like readouts of everything that was on the screen as if in the future the ideal way to get information would be for a fucking annoying computer to read it out. Mm. Um, no. Like, does anybody else <laughs> have a GPS that will talk to them and you're like, just shut the fuck up, you stupid I will bitch. read the thing. Yeah. No, I'm turning left. You can't stop me, machine. Is that the first time we have the computer talk in Star Trek? Is that is this is that uh, Majel's debut? I th- Wait, was that her? Think- yeah. Really? 
Yeah, she's the voice of... She's always the voice. Well, I mean, I guess I knew that she was the voice of the computer, but I didn't realize that that was the computer oh, yeah. she's the voice of. I'm 99% sure that was her. Well, her voice is fucking annoying. Well, she... She was doing like a computer, like in next the generation. The computer. Voice. In next generation, her voice is much more natural. Yeah. But in that, it's like spaceships I am the have computer. normal voices. Then you are getting a boner. <laughs> of course, there's that one episode where it gets reprogrammed, but we'll get to that when we get to it. Yeah, and I think that's also just her doing a sexy voice. It probably is. That's it. Oh, yeah. I think I, don't, I think that may have been the first instance of talky computer. Yeah. Yeah. Because up until now, it's much been Spock reading things off screens. Mm. Finally, like, wait a minute. This is the future. Surely the computer can read things off screens for Mr. Spock. But only if it talks like a robot. <sighs> Nobody wants that. Nope. Stop. No one. No one wants it. Well, the visually impaired want it. Mm. But, even, but even they don't want robot voice. Yeah, I was going to say, but even they prefer something there, that sounds I'm, I'm fucking I'm certain there are people who are into that. Is the computer oh, that definitely. talks to Spock in Star Trek Four? is that also her? At the beginning of Star Trek oh, Four, when he's learning... The test, oh, maybe. Yeah. Correct. That could be. How do you feel? Mm-hmm. How do you feel? Do you have a do you have yeah, a boner? I, mean, yeah, I don't think that's her actually. Yeah. Do you have, have a boner? Up, <laughs> <laughs> I so I enjoyed too. I, I we, I'm, we were talking about this last night when Eve runs out of the Quonset hut in a huff, and Kirk and one of the miners chases after her, and just Kirk in the fan screaming her name, and it's like, yes, Captain Kirk's greatest enemy to date, strongish winds. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're trying to play it up like it's this huge thing, and I get, you know, it's supposed to be this vicious sandstorm, but it's like, it is just, it's just, it's Shatner, you know, like, two yeah. feet off camera, there's just one of those giant Hollywood fans. He just didn't have the chops to sell it. someone's throwing paper in front of it. <laughs> Sorry. Jesus. And yet they couldn't get the guy throwing paper to be the one that presses the button in the... Yeah, no, no. Well, then it was either button press guy or paper throw guy, mm. and, you know... It was easier to just fake the woman doing this than Shatner throwing the paper in his own <laughs> face, which I'd have paid money to see. Yeah, actually, that's... That sounds great. It does. I think one of my favorite funny lines of the film, of the film, of the episode... Yeah, we're not talking about Star Trek IV yes. yet. One of, one of my favorite throwaway lines was right when they get on board the ship, right when they beam aboard, and somebody asks McCoy something, and he just he's like staring off, and he's like... Yes, they certainly are. Yeah. <laughs> yep, I forget what that line yeah. was, but I, I mentioned that as well. DeForest Kelly in that episode. Oh my god, he's so amazing. So smitten. Fucking brilliant. I do kind of love, though, that as soon as she fucks up his scanner, like, I think there's one more moment where he gets a little dazed at them, but overall he managed to snap out of it quicker. Mm. Like, oh, no, 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 there's a medical mystery. Down, boy, down. We've got shenanigans afoot. Yeah, there's that great. There's also a great scene on the bridge between him and Kirk, in which Spock is just sort of sitting there, like fucking human, smirking at. <laughs> I love. I forgot how much in the early days Spock would let himself, would let his human side out, and he'd kind of smirk and like early Spock's got a streak of wise ass in him so that I love. Snark. Yeah. Okay, okay. We we learned in this episode where Spock's heart is, yeah. and it's in an entirely illogical place for a heart to be. Because it's not protected by anything. It's like, it's like it's where, where the kidneys are. It's, yeah, it's where like your, your spleen is or something. Somewhere useless where you can get punched or you can get stabbed. And you don't have a rib cage protecting it. And Vulcans get on your shit. <laughs> um, that was the other thing. Sorry. No, go ahead. Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. That was the other thing that, uh, Chris, you brought up last night, which was that mud 
seem to know a lot about Vulcans. About yeah. the fact that they, they have emotions, emotions, but they tamp them down. And He, he recognized Spock as a half-Vulcan. Vulcanian. Vulcanian. Yeah, <laughs> yes, he recognized him as a partial Vulcan. Which but I don't know how he did that. That's an excellent question. But is, also, is Vulcanian like the the politically incorrect? Is it like Oriental to to us? I, yeah, I think it was just because like, they because you remember they you know they were the Vulcanians. There's in I mean if we keep bringing this up, but Trouble with Tribbles. You know, at one point a Klingon refers to the Klingon language as Klingon-y. Like they were yeah, trying, so, 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 they were just playing around with these ideas that eventually realized, you know what? Let's just let's just let's drop the weird. Like, endings. I like to I, I like to imagine that that mud though is just kind of racist, ignorant, and kind of racist. Like, I would buy that. Yeah. Like, maybe it's like, the oh, no. The correct term is Vulcan, yeah, yeah. sir. Oh, thank you. Mud, we don't, we don't. That became uncool like two years ago. Well, I was busy. Uh, yeah, I could see that. But yeah, no, but that's You're me. a Vulcanite. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus, my grandfather would say that, but. Are you Vulcan or Romulan? Don't we? They don't know what Romulans look like yet. That's true, they don't. I can never tell you apart. <laughs> That's the problem. Jesus. But we'll get to that when we get to Balance of Terror. Is that Balance of Terror? That is, uh, yeah, Balance of Terror is where we meet Romulans. Spock's dad. Yeah, you Spock's really can't tell them apart in that, in that yeah, instance. Yeah. Got really off course again. But yeah, no, it's like Mud in, in quiet ways knows his shit. He knows the Vulcans have emotions. They just push them back, like Caitlin said. You know, he uh, he recognizes somehow that... Which kind of begs the question, I wonder if their original idea was maybe Vulcans looked even more wildly different. And if eventually if we saw a full Vulcan, they would have looked even stranger. They would have looked like, like Spock in the pilots. Maybe. With the really fuzzy eyebrows maybe and the really yellow weird. skin. Yeah. I'm picturing like Nosferatu, but in like... The, the Vulcan robes. Fangs and all. Mm. Like big fucking fangs, weird fingers, huge, enormous eyebrows, fucked up hair, the, yeah. the arched back. The like lot, maybe maybe that was the idea that originally Vulcans were, when they were going to be revealed in their fullest, they would have been. Vampire. Yeah, or something. And then, and and then, then they, they got to like, look at their makeup budget. Yeah. They were like, oh shit, we still got to do Klingons. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, buy a shitload of bronzer. We're done. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> Can't wait to get to them. Any other salient points? Uh, ch- anything from the, the research department? No, I, I hit on everything. Aside from, I ended up looking way more into mail-order brides than I cared to. <laughs> uh, which no one should do, especially mail-order brides themselves. But tell me, where did you find these mail-order brides? Just Where are, the, I just, where are these mail-order bride websites that you evidently I'll, found. I'll shoot you an email, Jake. Oh, okay. actually, here's one more thing I didn't want to hit on, because this is going to come up a lot through the series. I think it maybe already came up in one of the episodes we did, but I didn't mention it at the time. How hard is it to set up a non-decaying orbit? Because I feel like the plot a lot, especially in old Star Trek, is, we're in an orbit, but it's only going to last like an hour. And it's like, we were already shooting fucking satellites yeah, but, yeah. into orbit that don't have... But, but the, I think the idea was that the satellites we were sending into orbit were not huge. They weren't the size of a battleship. Still, I'd like to think that these guys by now, having had big-ass starships for a while, would have figured out an optimal way to set up an orbit that even if your power was fucked, you would decay... Float. Yeah, would at least not decay that quickly. Mm. You know? Like, surely. Surely you could find a way to feel like I put it right here, this thrust, okay, we're out of power, we should last... A couple of months, yeah. at least. Not, it, it's always like under five hours. Like, at least with with space madness, the justification was the mass of the planet was constantly shifting, so gravity was fucked. 
This planet, the gravity's fine. They're just, they broke all their fuses. I mean, lithium crystals. <laughs> and suddenly she's like, well, we are fucked if we don't get power soon. Yeah. You know, I mean, again, I'm not a physicist. But I live in a world where we have a bunch of shit orbiting our planet. And it seems fine. Yeah, you need, it's, in order to maintain an orbit, it would have to be moving very fast. So maybe they're... Maybe they just didn't have enough speed to maintain orbit. Maybe. As soon as you start slowing down is when your orbit decays. Yeah, maybe. We'll see We'll see if in future episodes it, it still holds. Because maybe they weren't, because they were so low on batteries, maybe they limped in. Yeah, so maybe in this one it works. Didn't have momentum to... So in the, in the first time it was wonky gravity. This time maybe they didn't come in with a good level of thrust. But we'll see how that maintains as time I mean, if goes I'm, on. If I'm going to get really nitpicky, like... Depictions of asteroid belts in in pretty much any media is what is far too dense. Yeah, far too dense. Like you can you can fly through with nothing for miles. That's it. Miles, like thousands of miles. Thousands of yes, thousands of miles. This one, admittedly, price because they didn't have the money for it, did do a somewhat better job in that there weren't a ton of asteroids. There there was one still that was. Precise enough to destroy Mud's ship. Yeah, that was that was that's a bit much. Mm. But still, it wasn't the same. You know, it wasn't the Hoth field or something where it's just like, <laughs> you know, like no, no, that's not an asteroid belt. That is that is a system of rings that around is, the planet. That is a video game, everyone. Yes, yes. And you're a tiny little triangle that goes around shooting at boulders. Pew pew. <laughs> I mean, even the the remnants <coughs> of Alderaan weren't as dense as the Hoth. Uh, yeah, no, that was a really like. And, what and was going on there? Yeah, who knows? Cool. Should we move forward and start talking about little girls and what they're made of? What are they? <laughs> I made heard of? they're made out of bones and blood. It and looked stuff. like they were made out of paper Skin. mache to me. Paper mache was... and some leftover um, capacitors. Yeah. And shit. Is is that is this episode title a reference to something? Because it's yeah. not mentioned in the episode. Yeah, it's, it's a, a, uh, there's a there's an old poem. Uh, it's like a sugar rhyme. and spice and everything nice. That's what little girls are made of. Oh. I forget what little boys are made of. I think it's like newts and frogs and other nonsense. Newts and something and puppy, puppy dogs. Uh, uh, newts and snails, snails. and puppy dogs. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what boys are made of. Oh. Yeah, it's an old. Which is why girls and boys dogs. are different. Actually, that's the other funny thing about the Venus drug is that the Venus drug oh, in yeah. women makes you beautiful and and feminine. And feminine and the Venus drug in men makes you muscular and aggressive. Yes. Because I think they, I think constant they constant erections. How, I think they they validated it by saying that it gives you more of what you already have. Yeah. Which yeah. could mean But those women could have mean lots it could of be anything. ugly, not, yeah, not lots the, of the pretty. Burden. That's yeah. I don't know what it would would have the, given more of Ohura. It could have made her more badass. I don't Maybe. know if that's possible. <laughs> I, think the, I think the brunette, if that, if it was just giving her more of what she already had, she would have just Boils. turned. She would have turned into like a sh- sheet of sandpaper. <laughs> Poor bitch, Jesus. Yeah. In contrast, now we have what's her name, Andrea on uh, Andrea for some Andrea reason. on the little girl's planet. Uh, and her, which actually, she's the only girl. Other than that, it's a total sausage fest, and you know, and there's Lurch wearing like sofa. Yeah, his cushioning. Yeah. I love the, the pattern and the padding. Oh, wait. Do we need to have a moment of silence for the first 
actual red shirt death. I was going to bring that up. The ensign's Ricky. Yeah, yeah. Fell down a bottomless pit. (laughs) It's no use. It's bottomless. Well, have you checked? What the fuck, guy? And then they just leave. There could be a ledge down there. Did you notice when they tell the other the other security uh, personnel that that he that he that he does? He's so sad. His friend. Fell down it's, a well. I think the one time in the history of the entire franchise that there's a moment where, like, some other random red shirt has a moment of, like, oh, fuck. It was kind of touching. Nobody like, mourns the so, red shirt. You're who's so gonna, doomed. Who's going to play shirt. 3D chess with me now? Maybe I shouldn't have come on this mission. I, I think it'd be kind of funny. Like, no, no, it's a bottomless pit. What? No, there is literally no such thing. Thud. See? <laughs> I mean, still dead, but not bottomless. Asshole. I only agreed to come on this mission so I could hang out with him. Damn it. Oh, don't worry, it doesn't last He's so long. Cool. You get you get suffocated in moments. He took anyway. a Venus drug. You'll be hanging out in red shirt heaven soon. Aww. Just all kinds of people impaled. There will there will be plenty more. Up and Apparently, and I looked this up because this is hilarious. Uh, in all of uh, the original series, there are fifty nine crew member deaths. Forty three of them were red shirts. That's seventy three percent. Wow. Wow. So there will be plenty of them up in Red Shirt Heaven for him to take uh, take comfort in. Mm. Also, was this uh, the first appearance of the Type 1 phaser? E... I don't know. It... Oh, is that, that the weird... The little, no. the little like, yeah, palm-sized one. Shapes. The one that isn't a pistol. Now, like I always little, thought that the Type coffin. 1 phaser was the thing that, that you snapped into yeah, the Type 2. Yeah, it could slot thing. into the yeah. Type 2. So like, it was like the power pack for the Type 2. But somehow... But just like in a smaller package. Yeah, like the Type... Oh, that's right. The I Type have 2 a, was like the yeah. extended battery or something. I have a, like, phaser um, toy at home, and the Type 1 snaps out of it and makes its yeah. own little beep sound. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think this is the first time we've seen the Type 1. Yeah, it might be. might be. Although the Ensign's Type 2 is still type. the best, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. I feel like this is sort of first major use of uh, Christine Chapel's not allowed to have happiness as well. Yeah, I mean it's a good it's a good Chapel episode. It is. It, she gets a lot of screen time. Yeah, I actually made the, a big parallel between watching watching poor Chapel have to watch the the stand-in effectively for her fiance, who is now a, a robot, mm. to McCoy having to watch his old girlfriend, who's actually a salt vampire. And yeah, they both yeah. die, and they both get like tragically witnessed by their former lovers. Yeah, I My think, God. I think the... Chapel and McCoy should have hooked up. Or maybe least, they should have. Maybe they did. That's never know. That's the never produced episode I want to see. Like now you're saying they're, they're just sitting there in in sick bay together after this, and she's just like, "He was a robot doctor. Mine was some weird shape shifting alien." And they just get shit faced together and swap stories. I don't know. I still think she only has eyes for Spock. So that's true. Although she, I mean, she was pretty happy to see Roger yeah, take her down to be a robot. She was engaged for five years or so. Which actually, that's the thing. For all that it's like, oh, he went nuts. Roger has always been about breaking the rules, though. Because she mentioned she'd been his student. Yeah. Mm, this is true. You got engaged to your student, Roger. That shit ain't cool. Probably after she graduated. Yeah, yeah, but I bet there was some that, creepy stuff going his, on. His greeting kiss was, like, very aggressive. It was. It was oh, like, like going creepy. for the neck Kirk stuff. Chris on, yeah. on Andrea, way more aggressive. Well. Like, you could see his fingerprints embedded in her Yes, arm. I noticed that, too. She must have been really tan or something. Either that or he just gouged in. Wait, who? Kirk. When Kirk, Kirk kisses, kisses Andrea. Andrea. Yeah, there's... 
Yeah, I noticed that too, actually. Like, literally the fingerprint yeah. thing. Yeah. But no, I just mean, like, he, like... Roger, like, mouths on her face. Yeah, there's, there's And then starts on her on. neck. I was like, holy shit. Were you allowed to do this Get in the 60s? I mean, the Adams family existed by then, so... Yeah, but that was, like, arm. Katamia. That's true, but they got they got pretty randy for that time period. Oh, that's fair. So. And, and lurches in both, so, you know. Do you know mm-hmm. that... Um, this is a this is a little known trivia fact. The uh, we don't have a song a, a song for trivia facts. We do don't. We? But the uh, do 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 trivia. Uh, oh, the I, production designer, the, uh, <laughs> Ben Burt, the uh, sound designer of uh, Star the, Wars Star Wars franchise, when he was coming up with the sound for the Trade Federation uh, droid army, he. You wanted to make an homage to this earlier robot, and that's why the Trade Federation robots say Roger, Roger. They're referencing Roger. Really? Oh. Hmm. That's so funny. I just pulled that out of my ass. Yeah, I just you made that shit up. Cut it. Well, wow. no, it's, I'm keeping it in. Cut it. Wow. No, it's keep great. It in. No, no, when, he said, when she says cut it, she means actually cut Jake. Oh, yes. yes. I I Put the knife head. down, please. Roger, Roger. Roger, Roger. I always hated that you they said son Roger, of Roger. A bitch. <laughs> so annoying. I, just, I, I thought that was just a military thing. I mean, they say Roger once, not twice. But don't they say Roger, Roger? They yeah, do. They do. The, the, I mean, the, the real the, military. The clone ones do, right? The little clone droids and like the not the clone, just the the the, the beaky fuckers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are those not clone droids? What are those? No, clones are clones. clones are oh, I fucking don't again. know. But the things they're fucking awful. Whatever. The, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. The thing from the fucking shitty prequels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Roger, Roger, Roger. Yeah. Okay, well, that's one of them does say dough. In a direct homage to The Simpsons, that much is true. Mm. Or maybe just his love of baking bread. Or that. Or that. So, wow, we've really gone far afield. Speaking of clones, we have another duplicate Kirk in this episode. I know, I was thinking that. Back to back. Uh, How many? Oh, oh, so do we, do, we see a, do we see a lot of like extra Kirks throughout the series or what? Or did this they just front be, load it with duplicate Kirks? There, well, I mean, there's... I don't know how many other times there's... There's a Mind du- Swap Kirk at one point. There's a Mind Swap Kirk. There's a Kirk Mirror Universe Kirk. Yep. Uh, I'd count that. But, I mean, they're not both on screen at the same time. Uh, yeah, yeah, they, they saved this budget on that one. Yeah, I'm not sure how many times... For, for the 60s, I, I do feel like the split frame effect or whatever they used to do the... Two Kirks actually. Yeah, I, yeah. Well. I thought specifically that device that they went in and rotated like a, hor- a horrifying carnival ride looked really good. <laughs> yeah. Even though, even though the character was supposed to be naked in that. Yeah, we actually we went back and forth frame by frame for a couple of minutes. Were you, were you looking he, up his skirt? I thought you could see his balls. I thought you could definitely see balls. And Chris like, no, underwear. he's wearing flesh colored underwear. I'm he's like, I don't be. know. It looks like balls. He's I'm wearing <laughs> flesh colored underwear with little hairs glued to it. He's <laughs> wearing ball shaped. I mean, they shaved his chest for this episode. They apparently, did. So maybe they shaved his balls also. I did. I wanted there to be a little scene though, where like it's over. It's like. Well, Christine, which one's the real Kirk? And they both stand up, but one of them's all wobbly and just vomits. <laughs> it's like, that one. That one's the human. Mm. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I think the... Um, nice. the I also thought that the, the dinner scene, they did a pretty good job. It's not yeah. It's not quite Data and Lore drinking from the same glass without a cut in between, because that was really good. But it was pretty good. Yeah, here's, yeah, here's, my question. here's my question about the dinner scene. So we learn eventually that this planet is entirely populated by the robots why do they have all this food to offer then that that chapel gets to eat and that at, at real kirk gets to eat maybe they just the still had a replicator yeah, or something or they just had leftover food from 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 the time of the old one well no because i mean no from roger, when roger was there working uh, on he stuff, led an but... expedition it was probably meant to be like long preserve ration 
things. Looked pretty good for long preserved rations. Well, in his future, they've gotten better with that. Yeah. So how? So he'd been there for several years. He'd right? been, I think, missing for five. He'd been missing for they'd five. Se- and they'd sent other ships to find him. Why didn't the other ships find him? They they want... they looked, and he was in too many caves that they didn't find him in the caves. Oh. It also is possible maybe he didn't want to be found yet. Maybe. Maybe. He wanted to make sure he had his robot Rocket. formula. Yeah. Or, or maybe they were just killing the uh, scouts that they were sending in. And... Yeah. Or also maybe they didn't. Uh, we don't know what the expeditions were. Maybe he specifically wanted a long-range starship scenario. Mm. And they were initially sending, like, little scout things that wouldn't have gone... wouldn't have had as many options as the Enterprise did. Almost makes one want to ask, what would God need with a starship? (laughs) (laughs) We'll get there, Caitlin. Oh, God, don't remind me. Now, I feel... I actually feel really bad for Ruck. Ruck, I thought, was really, really cool. Because he's this... He's a, a, a robot made by the old ones, which is... Entirely a Lovecraft reference. This is basically uh, mm. the the great old ones that build the show the, the Shogoths. And Ruck is effectively a Shogoth slash robot who's been living for hundreds of years and then just gets phasered because he like took one step towards uh he's, he's a he, he was gonna kill him. I'd be okay with that because I loved Ruck. Yeah. I mean, he's like Ruck a less adorable. Yeah. He's like a less adorable Wally. Wally, like the robot. Yeah, yeah. Okay, just a little yeah. alone on the planet. With, with years. his tiny little plant. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, crushing tray. Does Ruck know that Roger's a robot? Do we think? He must, because he somebody had he to must have had, 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 had to be involved in the yeah. making. So, you know what? I, you know what so I was thinking. Why does he feel like Roger is the oppressor if he's also an, if he's another robot? He's like a different that. kind of robot. Yeah, he he he's a human consciousness transferred. Into yeah, a robot, true. yeah, and, as and to being he wants your robot, yeah, and he wants to spread the robots throughout the universe. While Ruck, I don't know if Ruck necessarily wants anything. Mm. Ruck just wants to hang out and knock people down craters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, yes, if he does have fun. Oh my God, stalactite dildo. <laughs> yes, that was oh, one of my that notes. Awesome. Cock rock. That thing was um oh. It even had like a flanged base that looked like it's, balls. It had balls. It, it had balls. Like first when he's like yanking it down, like I'm like I'm like man, that thing looks phallic. And then he's then it cuts to the shot of him holding it like like a baby, but it's got fucking balls on it. What the hell is going on? I would on love here? to see the outtakes where he's just like completely inappropriately like waggling it around. Oh, you know, people. you know, Shatner was having fun on set. Oh, yeah. oh. somewhere in someone's dusty attic, there's like a picture of Shatner doing it. Like, you know, with, the, with it behind his face so it looks like he's deep-throating it from no. the camera angle. Oh, man, I hope so. Probably, probably like, running around very inappropriately with it down by his crotch, chasing after poor fucking Majel Barrett. No, probably uh, Andrea. Rand. Rand was an episode. Rand was an episode. Yeah, but I mean, he found her. You know what's actually said? <laughs> I was going to I was going to bring up in a couple a couple episodes from now, but uh, Rand only makes it through eight episodes, and then she gets fired, and she has a... Like the, the the Grace Lee Whitney has a very sad sounding story in that she was sexually assaulted on set or something. Jesus. What the fuck? And she developed an alcohol problem. Oh my god! And she and you know between her and like Chapel, she's the one that got axed. 
Mm. Holy shit, for real? Yeah. Dude, well, fucking it A. Wasn't, I'm sure yeah, it wasn't I, with the stalagmite, but... True. No, but that's awful, because her fucking character gets it so bad. I know. Then to have her... I mean, like, obviously it's worse to have an actual person, but it's like, talk about life imitating... Yeah, well, scare see. quotes. Art. <laughs> like, Ugh, yeah, that really that makes really all the she does, she assault scenes all, all the even creepier in retrospect. And now I feel bad joking about it. I mean, like, yeah. I feel like we've... She has cameos in the films. She does. She shows, yeah, she I know shows she shows up, up in, in... Six at the least. Yeah. Three as well, She's actually. in three. She's, she Briefly. watches the ship come back. And just does a little head shake like, like Oh, her. you fucked it you up fucked again. a bunch again. of fucking... God damn it, guys. Sexual harassers. Jesus. Man, yeah. that's awful. That's she just awful. died last year, too. That oh, recently. I knew it was relatively recently. I didn't yeah. know it was that recently. Oh, God. Well, poor thing. Mm. Anyway, I I appreciated Rand while, while we had her, and I I would have wished we would have seen more. I, I feel think, like we should I add. There are a couple yeah, more. Yeah, As I said, head. I was going to bring this up a couple episodes from now when she actually stops appearing in the episodes. Sure. But if we're already talking about sexually assaulting people with a with a stalagmite, then it segues naturally. That's a stalactite. Was it a stalactite? Yeah, the stalactite. Yeah. Well, I don't know how you think it's gonna. Never mind. It's, anyway, that's uh, right. I'm right. Yes, the tights. Are I right. never remember. Tight T, tight top M. Bottom. Bottom. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I sort of feel compelled that like we should link to like some sort of website where like if you have been sexually harassed that there's like help. Yeah, it, that that really does make all those scenes uncomfortable in retrospect. I mean, they already were, but there's a whole extra layer now. Well, we'll find something. We'll we'll find something. Check that out if you need someone to talk to, and we're sorry. <laughs> we're sorry for... Yeah, sorry to get real Joking here, about it. No, I just mean... I'm No, I mean, it's good to know. Like, her story should be told. They probably... She probably got fired because she was like, hey, someone grabbed my tits again. And they were probably like, stop rocking the boat. And she was like, no. And they were like, then get the fuck out. Yeah, I you think know? she has a book, too. We should check out the book. Yeah, we should yeah. definitely. Maybe we could have a fucking book club, that shit. Yeah, I would do that. God. Anyway, yeah, so sexual harassment. It's not actually funny. Poor thing. Let's just assume he chased Nimoy around with cock rock. Cause that oh, is absolutely. That's more hilarious. Amusing. And it fits into my fanfic. You know what was also sad? Uh, no no McCoy, Scotty, or Sulu in this episode. Yeah. So they wouldn't have gotten chased. No. But it also, like, a lot of people on, on various interwebs were saying, like, this episode suffered without them. It's... I don't know. It's I an interesting it. story. I I like robots, so I like that part. Yeah, the great tits in it as well. Can, speaking of oh. tits, speaking of the tits, yeah. Do, can I, we I, talk I, about the hysterical robot? Like, like I need kisses. Oh my kiss god, me, Roger. Well, I I kiss think me. I think I built up to Caitlyn maybe maybe too much, but Caitlyn, what did you think of that jumpsuit? I I sure did. <laughs> I um, what I liked was how in the back it was kind of like it looked. Like it was almost like really wide suspenders. Yeah, they had like, they had like yeah. I I actually liked that. I thought it was nice. adorable. Mm. And I mean, I think all the jumpsuits, hers and the men's, it kind of looked like they just went over to wherever they were filming the '60s Batman <laughs> and stole some Joker henchman costumes and walked off with them. Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure no that's. I'm pretty sure Andrea's um, jumpsuit is what the girl. Doing the Batutsi with uh, Adam West in that episode is where. That's what I mean. Definitely like a go-go outfit. Yeah. Yeah, They were... I was... With the men's, I'm just so distracted by the, like, random purple sleeve and pant. It's like, what? Huh? (laughs) I like that Rock at least got his own 
his own special clothes. outfit with he a sort of a dress like yeah. this. Yeah, what the fuck was he wearing? He was upholstered, guys. <laughs> yes. yeah. Yeah, no, he was like demolition man. He looked like a fucking couch. <laughs> but yeah, I, um, I think the my my biggest issue with the episode has to do with the hysterical robot girl. Yeah, like, like falls like, in love with ro- Kirk. No, falls in love with Crater. Kirk awakens her emotions. Crater, Crater is is uh, from from uh, the first one. Salt, salt vampire. Salt vampire. Oh, yeah, what's Roger's last name? What am I thinking of? Corby. 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 I keep saying Crater. I'm reading the wrong line on my index card. Um, Doctor yeah. Corby. Doctor Corby. Yeah. So. Yeah. Kirk she, like force kisses her a few times, and yeah. suddenly she's like not programmed for you. You know what's interesting is that she couldn't, like, she as a robot couldn't tell the two Kirks apart. And then when she realized, oh, this one doesn't want to kiss me, therefore I kill him. Yeah. Because yeah. she couldn't tell otherwise. Yeah, it didn't make a lot of sense. That didn't make a ton of sense. Yeah, that, that was just like, they realized, it almost felt like they realized they'd forgotten to dispose of Robot Kirk. And they were like, fuck, throw something in. And then, and then like, just there's this whole, like... Need a man, need need my man, man, kiss, kiss, kiss me, man. I mean, here's the thing, right? Just to just to bring it back. <laughs> what? You know, when 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 know. there's an earlier moment where Corby's like, no, no, she was never programmed how to love, but he never actually denied he fucked her. No. Oh, he totally banged. I'm Constantly. sure that's the only reason that she's like clinging to him at the end. Like, this is the only reason I exist is to love you. Yeah, she just Although... didn't have the vocabulary for it before. What do you think? What do you think Robot Corby has going on downstairs? Oh, think, I. Do you think he? Do you think it's ma- he made it bigger, even okay. bigger and yeah, I was gonna say bigger and better. The than size it was of in that life. stalactite. Yeah, <laughs> that was yeah, the stalactite, stalactite. Was actually one of the was one of the earlier <laughs> prototypes. <laughs> it has forty seven different settings. It was ribbed for her pleasure. Mm. That one. Mm. It's fucking yeah. robot sex. Oh god, his little breakdown at the end was pretty good though. Whose breakdown? Uh, Corby's, Corby's when he realizes he tries to yes. bring everything back to sort of quantifiable logical things. He's like, "Oh shit, I am a robot." Yep. I oh, also shit, I will destroy all humans. I also liked his like freak out when his like his workings are showing. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Christine, does this change anything?" And it's like, "Yeah, it changes basically everything." Like I wanted kids. Clearly, that's not happening. Well, I, I also know. wanted to, to not destroy all humans. Well, yeah, that too. <laughs> I also enjoyed the opening when uh, they call down to the planet and Corby's talking to Kirk. And he's like, hey, come alone. He's like, well, well. Was it Corby or was it Rock? Oh, good point. Mm, but, Rock's impersonator extraordinary. Oh my god, which was fucking perfect. Yeah, his lip syncing was fucking perfection. Every single syllable perfect. Yeah. And sorry. they did a close up on that. Yeah, no. Good on you, Lurch. But when. when Lurch, he's still alive? I assume Lurch. not. I, I, don't I, I feel like people who are super tall and actors always end up having tragically young deaths because usually they're super tall and gangly because they've got some sort of very unfortunate yeah, condition. Angular issues Aww. or something. Yeah. I assume. I could be wrong, but I'm probably not. Or oh, they could just hit their head on a low, low hanging. Ouch. Low hanging branch. (laughs) Why did we buy the ceiling fan, damn it? Why did we buy the ceiling fan made of knives? Nothing worse than having a slapstick death. Uh, Son of a bitch. But uh, what I was going to say was uh, when, uh, you know, they're talking to Corby and and Kirk lets Chapel get on the line and Corby's like, Christine, where are you? It's like, on the Enterprise, you dipshit. Who were you just talking to? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and his first guy, Brown. I think. Brown. Brown. Was that what it was? Yeah. Brown, Brown, Brown. I feel like it was Brown. He was a pretty low tech 
robot. He, yeah, I feel he, like he was an early draft. He seemed very robotic compared mm. to Yeah, it Corby. took him a couple seconds to recognize uh-huh. Chapel. Oh, and she's like, something's yes. wrong well, with you. good to see you again, Christine. That's what was unclear, though. Like, Corby oh, had brown. fully transferred his consciousness, but I think he said something that implied he kind of rebuilt brown, brawn, whatever from scratch. Mm. So, like, he may not have actually had B-dude's consciousness so much as just, this is the guy I remember, I'm gonna try to recreate him. Do, do, do. That makes sense. Like, he was sort of a, an early attempt, but he didn't actually have a template so much as his own memories. So, Corby sends Robot Kirk up to the Enterprise mm-hmm. for some reason. <laughs> oh, it's, they sends, up, uh, to, sends him to up to there get, to find a, no, a new planet or... Yeah, to, to yeah, find the, out the routes. What their yeah. plan is. So yeah, that they can find, a, find a way whatever. to find the direction for where they want to start populating pl- the planet with robots. Yeah, because he doesn't want Kirk to go off course because that would raise suspicion. So he wanted to see K- Kirk's upcoming stops to try to figure out if any of the existing mm. ones would work. And apparently, you know, Starfleet gives its captains their marching orders on plastic cards in a little leather pencil case <laughs> for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like they could have done more with Robot Kirk on the Enterprise. It just feel, it felt very... Brief. Oh, Jake, they did do more. They had him call a, Spock a racial slur. Yes. Half you Vulcanian madman! Half-breed. He called him a half-breed. Yeah, breed. half-breed interference. I was making a callback to, no. to my... No, it was good. It was I funny. got it. I got I, it. I, 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 I enjoyed the name of Spock. He's just like, something is amiss. Kirk's only ever called me a half-breed before when he was drunk. And he's not drunk. I don't smell brandy on him. Yeah, McCoy has all the bottles still. So <laughs> he's just holed up. This is I actually know. this is actually very shortly after the events of the man trap, and he just holed up in in sick base, screaming Nancy over and over oh, between God. slugs oh. of booze. I actually thought the half breed thing was really clever, though, because when when Kirk realizes what they're doing, he like kind of says to himself, yeah. like, "Mind your own business, half breed, whatever." And I was like, "Oh shit!" I was like, "Is he doing that so that like Kirk?" I was like, "Is he doing that so Spock will know something's wrong?" This is great. I don't know. Yeah, I was, was I was a little less sold because you know if all of his consciousness is transferred to the new robot, then he would also have lots and lots more information and yeah. one sentence of yeah. But of if, one if he thing. was thinking it very. Very strongly, it would presumably. You know. He couldn't tell he was joking. But you, well, you think it would know that Kirk was laying down that deception? Like, does it? It records all your consciousness except everything from the last twenty-five seconds. Yeah, I don't know. I I, th- I still thought it was a, a neat little thing that the writers did. I oh, mean, no, maybe it maybe it fa- maybe it falls apart okay. under scrutiny, but yeah. I thought it was all right. Oh yeah, no, we I, are I here to scrutinize. This is true. But it does work it. until you think about it too much. Well, I liked it. Y'all are it, just... Oh no, it is good. It, it, was, just... it was unfortunate that it really didn't matter because by the time Spock got there, there, like the problem was solved. Everyone, every, all the bad guys were dead. All the robots were gone. Yeah. Why didn't they take the android technology? Because we know that as recently as TNG and beyond... Like soon type, soon type androids of like data are the only androids, and they're not even as good as the the Corby androids. Well, are. a few suppositions. Hmm. One, you know, like what we saw may have only been the only visible component of much larger machines sort of embedded into the planet. Mm. So they say, well, okay, but surely they send an expedition to take a look at it and poke around. Yeah, you think? But it's just entirely possible that they couldn't figure it out. 
You I know, mean, like, if maybe you had, need Ruck to like operate it. Yeah, like if originally, Cor- if Corby wanted to bring this this information, this this technology to other planets to continue populating the world, then it has to be able to be transported yeah. somehow. The implication yeah. is that he was going to take the robot microwave with him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the, the, the most, Jiffy Bot. The most likely explanation is just that no one knew how to work it. You know, yeah. like originally Ruck would have shown Corby. Corby probably knew the other Android, but they're all gone now. So even if Starfleet did send someone to look at it, they've been like, um... I wonder where the robot blanks come from. Those That was pretty gnarly looking. <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah, the weird... Yeah, I can only imagine that it was a, it was a limited supply of robot blanks. Otherwise, mm. there were, what, four people on the planet total? Yeah. When they could have just made plenty and they used, like, one... The one they've got ready on Kirk. Well, I mean, if you're gonna copy anyone, the captain of yeah. Starfleet's flagship... And he he, he claims to do it to impress him. Mm. Um, obviously, he also does it to send him as a spy on the ship. Yeah. But I don't think he he necessarily cloned Kirk to keep around, really. Yeah, no, no. Is it ever explicitly stated what happened to the real Corby, or did you think he was yeah, dying? He talks about it, and he says that he transfers his consciousness when he was like freezing to death, and his limbs were stopping working. And yeah, stuff. he'd already lost his legs before he died. Well, right. We, well, we know out. that, but does is the implication because he would have had to be alive, I assume, for the consciousness transfer? Yeah. So does that mean that once Robo Corby is woke, like awakes, he just murders? Well, I think the implication with with Robo Corby is that he. He has his life essence. Yeah, like his his soul, if you will. By the time like the exactly transfer was said. done, they oh, had probably wiped. Okay, so he yeah, was probably well, sorry. It's not like with Kirk, where it was just a copy. Yeah, no. When he you was do a the full, full on. the full shebang, it's a complete yeah. download. Right. Yeah. Well, that's not that doesn't jive with with my materialist outlook on on things. Because what if is it just a deeper copy? I don't know. Yeah, it's it's you know there there's 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 different all sorts of metaphysical shit. There's going very, on. there's different kinds of copies too because you know they build Brown who's you know a, a lesser robot. I don't know where they got the idea to make Andrea like they just decided let's make her. I know where pretty they got the idea. And jumpsuited. Yeah. Yeah. Corby. I mean Corby's whole consciousness went over. Maybe he can't love anymore, but he can still get an erection. <laughs> yeah. The Pasteur of Archaeological Medicine. Yeah. I mean, that's actually one of the more sort of thinking on it interesting concepts from the episode. Because in in our world, where we just sort of continue to advance, archaeological medicine is ludicrous. Yeah. You wouldn't go looking for forgotten... I mean, I'm sure there's maybe some lost techniques and blah, blah, whatever. Fuck off. But, you know, the idea... You want to go forward, not back. Yeah, but the idea that maybe some of these civilizations, because, you know, humanity could relatively be late to some of the parties in space, mm-hmm. that maybe even a long-dead civilization might have something that we haven't advanced to yet. And that's a great idea. You know, it's something I never would have thought of, but that, like, yeah, no, the archaeologists of, you know, xeno-archaeologists might be finding shit that, to the people finding it, is, like, super advanced, even though the civilization has long since crumbled. Mm. So that's, like, a reverse... Prime directive breach. Yeah, yeah. It, well, it's okay with it. It's okay to, to contaminate your own culture for your own game. Sure. And I was like, no, no, no. We can't give these people the cure for smallpox. It would fuck up their culture. Oh, but we found the cure for this horrible space disease from this crumbled culture. Give it right in my neck. Yeah, hippo. 
Yeah, basically. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. What's good for the goose isn't good for the gander. Apparently. Or something. Do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. Take the Venus drug, everyone. Not, not that Kirk mm. is super big on the Prime Directive. Or any Starfleet captain, really. Yeah, I mean, the Prime Directive... It's kind of shitty, isn't it? It's more a secondary directive, it seems. I don't even think it should... It should... Like, there, there's so many instances where it makes sense to break it. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you're if you're the, you know, the, the advanced civilization and you're just, you know... If you show up to a planet and there's, like, this primitive species and they're going to die, you're just supposed to not intervene. Yeah, like, it's that's a actually... fixed point in time and space. R- Can't R- do anything wrong about Wrong franchise. It. Wrong franchise. Fuck. Abort, abort. But yeah, it's actually, I mean, the part of Star Trek Into Darkness that I actually think was, you know, good and fun was that little opening bit where they're just like, this little village is going to get genocided by a volcano. Eh, fuck it, let's deal with it. Yeah. You know, like, why not that? Like, certain breaches, sure, don't give super advanced weapons to both sides of a war. Don't yeah. make yeah, everyone just give Nazis. Them to one side yeah. of a war, obviously. Yeah, thanks, Admiral Jameson. You don't fuck. do that either. Don't make people Nazis. Don't <laughs> introduce Chicago gangsterism. Though I think that might have been an accident. I don't remember. I think that one was accidental. The yeah. Nazis was intentional. Super intentional. Because the fu- and like and fucking you know we're gonna get to that episode and I'm gonna have a lot to say. I'm not gonna say it now, but when we get to the Nazi episode. I'm going to have a lot to say. It's going to be a good one. About Nazis. Yeah, I'm going to wait because I don't and know about what you're going to say And about yet. that fucking guy. <laughs> that and idiot. Spock. Fucking idiot. Asshole. Jerkwad. <laughs> wow. But you love Spock. Okay. Well, we just lost our white supremacist contingent. Mm. Damn. Spock's a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, On that note, anything else you want to say about yeah, what actually, little girls we made? We haven't even come across the Prime Directive yet, have we? So, yeah, back to the episode at hand. Why don't you just marry the Nazis, Spock, if you think they're so efficient, you fucking piece of shit? Wow, wow. This is the most worked up I've seen you in a sorry, while. Sorry, sorry. I kind of want to separate it. that out from this and send it to all of us. So if any of us wants that to be our ringtone. Uh, yes. <laughs> of course, the first time I forget to turn my sound off at work is going to be a little awkward. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, overall, I think um, I liked it. You know, it was it was interesting to see. You know, it's still relatively early days. They they still don't quite have maybe the whole formula down yet per se. They don't quite have all the shtick ready, so they're still playing with things. And an episode that is mostly Kirk and Nurse Chapel, I think the most significant role she ever plays in the series, probably. I believe so, and only because of her man. God damn it, Star Trek. Her man. Gene? No, Roger Corby. No, Roger Corby. Oh, I thought you meant like, oh, he gave her the episode because... No, no, no. no. If if he would have given her more episodes if... I forgot that they were together. Yeah, that makes more sense, though. Yeah. uh, Yeah, I think overall I quite quite liked it. It was a little... Yeah, it was... was I'm I'm all about robots, and I'm all about working what's essentially Lovecraft into sci-fi. And I'm all about jumpsuits. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I liked it, too. Yeah, it's certainly not... One of my top episodes, but I think it's definitely solid. Yeah, I don't think I've hit one yet that I haven't been been at least satisfied with. Next week, you're going to see me being very dissatisfied with an episode. Mm. Um, but so far, like none of these have been terrible ter- train wrecks for me. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, like really, the only one that I just didn't, I just have so many issues with. I didn't like hate it, but I had issues with Enemy Within. Enemy Within. Mm. Uh, just from a storytelling perspective, but otherwise, you know, 
it's it's so far been very solid. Um, and we've got two Kirk on Kirk episodes. It's true. Then this was definitely the better of the uh, of the this this episode gets two Kirks up. <laughs> and he had another chance to touch dicks, and another chance wasted. I'm sorry, Caitlin. You, you we'll know, we know time. when Kirk found out that that the other that uh, Robo Kirk was vaporized, like his heart just <laughs> sunk. <laughs> I just wanted to snuggle. I reckon. Yeah. I'm gonna put some guy liner on you. Oh, he totally would have. Yeah, he would have. Well, because it suited him, you know, and he would have known. Oh yeah. I wonder if Will, Will and Tom Riker ever did anything together. <laughs> I feel yes. like I feel like yeah, Riker yeah, would yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Is, anyway. that, is that a future episode? That that's a, that's that's TNG. That's in sometime in 2018, probably Fantastic. at the earliest. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. Is that yeah. All, all we have to say about that. Does one have a goatee and then one not? The Rikers. Yeah. No, I think one wears yellow. Though. Yeah. One, ah. one is a yellow shirt. One's a red shirt. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually really sad and upsetting. When we get to it. Well, we have we that to look forward to then. We have, we have a lot of references that we have to look forward to. Mm-hmm. True. I'm going to keep dropping them. Yeah. yeah. And you're going to keep sitting quietly build... and not knowing what you're talking no, about. No, I'm building your your uh, enthusiasm oh, and your foreshadowing. Well, I keep, I keep not listening. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> but more immediately than that, next week in episode six, we will be covering Miri. Miri. And the uh, Dagger of the Mind. Oh, JK. Miri and Dagger of the Mind. Thank you for joining us this week. As always, please do like our Facebook page, A Star to Steer Her By. Find us on Twitter at SSHB Podcast. We're also SSHB Podcast on Tumblr. And if you're not already, please follow us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com forward slash SSHB Podcast. This has been Chris, Ames, Caitlin, and Jake. Have a nice day. What? Have I don't nice know. Day. I don't normally say that. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. We're gonna pause. Watch out for bottomless pits.